Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flamingo Sundays podcast on a very, very gloomy and wet Thursday in Sydney. And I thought there was no better fit for this Flamingo Sundays podcast. I'm running an ultra marathon on Sunday. And uh, I thought I need someone who's shown me up by eight times. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, ben Abstacker, mate. Eight ultra marathons, eight states in eight days, two weeks ago. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on board. And um, yeah, shout out to everyone out there getting after it and getting after it hard. Let's go. <laughs> mate, um, before we jump into your backstory, let's chat about that. Eight, eight ultras. Yeah. Eight states. Yeah, eight every days. every state in Australia. So, um, given the, the recent crisis of the, the floods in New South Wales and Queensland, myself and a buddy, Brett Farrago, thought it'd be an, a great idea to do some epic or extreme challenge that's never been done to raise funds um, for the floods. So, I come up with the idea to run eight back-to-back ultra marathons um, across Australia in eight days. Now, logistically, anyone that's tried to travel around Australia in eight days would know that in itself is fucking very hard. <laughs> <laughs> then you throw in um, an ultra marathon. So essentially, we flew uh, economy class. Um, we were self-supported, which just me and him. On the first run, my girlfriend joined me to run the first ultra. But we had to run certain speeds and paces and times at every state or every location to make the connecting bus, to make the connecting flight. So the gun was there the whole time, no time for proper recovery, shitty sleep, we'll spoon in each other in beds like us, um, no time to get in the adequate food preparation. It was just brutal. Um, and, and you didn't do it in the easiest locations. Like you think if you were going to try and make it logistically easy, you'd land off the plane and then just maybe nah, run 50Ks around nah, the airport nah, nah, and jump nah. back on the plane. We, we chose the ro- most rogue, hard, challenging paths you could. And we wanted to make it like near impossible. And, that, and that's why it was almost like Mission Impossible. We made it possible. Um, first one we did in Uluru. So that's Northern Territory. Around the rock. Yeah. Around the rock. So uh, yeah, we ran 26 kilometers on the road and then ran the 10 kilometer loop around uh, Uluru as the sun come up, which absolutely delicious. Like it was magic scenes out there. Um, First run would have been good too. You would have been feeling fresh. Feeling fresh. However, when you get around Uluru, it's quite like bumpy and it's like red sand. So I'm thinking I'm running on the road. I'm dropped straight into the red sand blows out the pace yeah, to six yeah. minute thirties. We have to run five minute thirties, otherwise we miss the bus. So I've got myself uh, and um, my girlfriend, Gabby, we're running around uh, Uluru, looking at the time, realizing, fuck, we're not gonna make it. Other guy, Brady, has been smart and kept running on the road. So we've decided it's a good idea to ping it out on the road. By that time, it's 33 degree heat. Um, in the Northern Territory. The bus is waiting over there. They're like, oh yeah, we'll just finish strong by running our, we had two kilometers to go. Do 10, 200 meter sprints. And Brady runs over and goes, what are you doing? Just run a kilometer that way, a kilometer back. Run, just make the flight. Get onto the bus all like blown up. and like, fuck, what have I got myself into? It's time to go. 50 Ks as well, like obviously a marathon's 42.2 for the people yeah. who don't know. 
And anything above that is classed as an ultra. So yeah, you guys so ran eight 50K runs over eight days, which is yeah. about 400Ks. So we ran 400 kilometers in eight days, that's correct. And for anyone who doesn't know, if you run a marathon, you're fucked after it for about yeah. three days. You can't yeah. walk, yeah. you're delusional, yeah. you're dehydrated, your yeah. feet feel like you've been walking on hot coals. Oh, 100%. And you yeah. did, you did eight, eight Ks more than a, than a normal marathon. Yeah. Then had to jump on a bus, then had to get around, get on fly, flights. Fly, fly, yeah, fly. We flew to Melbourne after that. And so what's that, uh, like three, four hour flight as well? Yeah, yeah, three, four hour flight. You're like in economy, your legs are all cooked. Um, you're starving, so I was ordering like 80 bucks worth of plane food. And, uh, <laughs> and they were like looking at me going, what is going on? Um, and then the blisters and the pain in the legs start to kick in. And then you just always circle back to it, like why are you doing this? Mm. Like he who has a why can almost do anything. And um, I was gonna suffer to help and raise awareness for others and that was the mantra going in. I knew it was gonna suck, but I was gonna embrace the suck. And mate, over that course of the week, you got media coverage, you, yeah. had, you know, people supporting you yeah. all over the Australia. It was pretty, pretty crazy. It was absolutely um, unreal. Like the Gold Coast got around us a lot. Mm. Um, we had three guys, just this positive power of social media guy called Robbo reached out when we'd run from Ballina, uh, Byron Bay to Ballina and back yep. and said, fuck, what time are you run on the Gold Coast? We said, oh, tomorrow morning at five. He said, come to this recovery center. So we called an Uber from Byron Bay to recovery center in the Goldie. Uh, tried to get in an ice bath and stuff. And he said, come down, we're running, at, we'll start at 4.30. So taped up the broken feet and come down. There was three blokes waiting this for us. This was the fourth, fourth leg of the... Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they ran with us the whole fucking way. They did the whole 50. Then they got their running group to run with us. So it was kind of like Forrest Gump. <laughs> like 30, 40 people joining us down this road. And it was just unreal scenes. And you're just buzzing each other up. And the, the media got around it. And it, it was, was awesome. fucking cool, man. Yeah. Where, where did all this come from? Like to do, to do that, one, you've got to be fit enough to be able to do it, right? Like, yeah. you know, not every, an average punter could just jump out there and run 400 clicks. Yeah. Um, where where did, it, did it all start from? One, with the mindset component of this yeah. and then, you know, the want to, to push yourself and, and drive. Um, so, so firstly, an ultra. So anyone running an ultra or a marathon, the first uh, 80% of the run is done with your physical capacity, which is your body. Um, the last 20% or 30% is run with the mind. Mm. And what I mean by that is your body's gonna scream out, fucking stop, stop, stop. The pain is gonna just be going into places you never knew you could feel, feel pain, but you've got to override the governing system, which is your mind and tell it, hang on, I'm the boss. We're gonna do this. We're not fucking stopping. And do something we don't wanna do. Yeah. Um, and where this come from is I find extreme amount of peace or flow when I'm at this outer threshold or outside my comfort zone. Really, that's where I feel most alive. I don't feel alive when I'm like cruising, comfortable, um, just doing mediocre things. Yeah. I like to go extreme. I've got an extreme personality um, and, and that's where I live my life. Just everything is just on the outer thresholds of extreme. Whatever I do, and I'm always got that attitude that anything's possible and there's no limits. And when did that start in your life? Did you, were you born like that? Like ever since you were a kid, you always wanted to... Yeah, I, th I think it comes... Because I grew up in the bush, right? The country, New South Wales. Saw you ride bikes the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to race back in the day. Yeah, so even in like going into motocross, like I was four years old, had no fear, wanted to be the next Krusty Demons. <laughs> and I'd just like ping jumps. And 
I spent 50% of the time off the bike and in hospital because I used to go that hard. I had no fear filter. Yeah. So I come from there and then it come from like being a country boy, catching snakes, lizards and just hunting and all that sort of stuff around that. All the fun stuff. Yeah, and I think that just hardwired a dopamine <laughs> chasing mentality. When, obviously when you're younger, you know, like I said, a lot of people who, who watch and listen to this are, um, you know, probably millennials or, yep. or kids coming through, you know, their, their adolescence and with that extreme personality, you mm. can usually use it for two things. One is to make a positive impact on your life yep. or, you know, number two is making a negative impact on your life. And obviously when you're coming through adolescence, it's very easy to make that negative impact with drugs and alcohol yep. and girls and or more boys if you're a girl. Yeah. Um, did you did you go through that stage of your life? I, I did both. I did both very well. <laughs> I did extremely positive things with that mentality and I did extremely negative things with those mentality. Um, so the positive was, wasn't the smartest guy at school, yeah. but I just fucking applied myself. I studied my ass off. Uh, I would just work, outwork everyone with this extreme personality and studies. Right. That got me a really good grade and got me into university. And then when I was at university, I flipped it the other way and I went down the negative route, like the extreme personality drinking. So I was like, how much can I drink? Who can be, or can I be the loosest guy at the party? And I won all the awards, like piss cutter of the year, got put on drinking bands, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. That's when I was the sack dog. Um, it was a bit, bit more chubby, or a lot more chubbier and uh, loved a kebab. And then um, going down that extreme path, mm. I then would become a workaholic because um, I was a corporate executive and I used to just fucking work 70, 80 hours a week, was chasing money, would stack a whole heap of money. But the negative side was that was like, when I'm going back the other way, I'm blowing myself up with drugs and alcohol. And yeah. when I was single, women, um, and just dopamine chasing. So like, I can setting the filter right up here and I could go on benders for days with the same mentality. Yeah. Um, so it's like you've got two wolves. You've got a good wolf, you've got a bad wolf. And the one that you feed will become more powerful. So it's always being mindful of, I've got that extreme personality. If I feed the bad wolf, I can be really bad. And if I feed the good wolf, I'll do good things. Yeah. How, how did you come to realize that? Obviously, you know, you're obviously a lot more conscious of it now. I'm very conscious of it and I'm very self-aware of it. And, and, and I used to be um, at, at times shameful of it, but shame and regret and guilt absolute and worrying it achieves nothing right the past is the past you can't change it is the i don't regret anything in my life anymore i don't regret anything because at the time i made the right decision for who i was mm. not for who others think I'm, I'm meant to be you know every every saint was once a sinner and we've all had demons and we've all done dumb shit in the past yeah and, and the show goes on the sun comes up you live it back there and you keep beating yourself around the head with um, fucked up this, did this. That's not you. You're not your past. Yeah. You're not all the times you got drunk. You're not all the times you fucked up. You're not all the times you did these, these stupid things. That's not you. You're a person who's learned from a great deal of experience and a great deal of fucking up and making mistakes. It's made you who you are today. Did you go through a, I went, a reoccurring process of, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. fuck, I did that, I won't yeah. do that again, I won't yeah. make that mistake again, and then oh, three oh, or four oh. weeks later, I was like... No, no, I had to make the same mistake a fair few times yeah. just to make sure I was making the wrong mistake. Because <laughs> you know? just don't get me wrong, get, um, 
drugs and alcohol can be heaps of fun and, and if, if channeled in the right direction, mm. you know, you can have a good time with your mates within, but it's when it becomes uh, painful and all consuming and it affects relationships with others and it's harmful, yeah. that, that's when you know, okay, I've got to like really pull it up here. Ease up, yeah. Yeah, and I had a couple of those really low points where I hit rock bottom and your mental health gets absolutely like fucking smashed because you've depleted all your dopamine yeah. and then you fall into... The Tuesday terrors that usually come yeah, to yeah, a big yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you deplete all your dopamine, um, you become depressed, anxious, uh, and you can't get your mojo back. Mm. And when those lulls, like those deep, deep rhythms become like really, really deep, it's time to have a look inward and and make some changes and I've, I've done that numerous times before. Was there like certain events that happened or certain points, you know, in, in different parts of your life where you, you did do something and you were like, fuck, I need to change this and it sort of set you on another trajectory like with the fitness stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was there were many times that I made heaps of mistakes when I was fucked up and drunk and yeah. then um, trying to hide from them and the guilt cycle and then continuing to drink to, to numb it out. Mm. And, that, and that was the vicious cycle, right? Like you would drink again to not feel the anxiety or depression of what you've done, but you're then tipping fuel on a fire and not facing the demon. And prolonging it. Prolonging it, it and it's just getting compound interest on it. Yeah. And it's gonna be 10 times more worse when you come back to actually addressing it. And also the problem is never as bad as as we make it out to be in the head. Yeah. I create all these like side stories and stuff. Um, and there, yeah, like there was a few run-ins with the law, um, where I, I was, I was lucky to to to, to come away with lessons and no one to be seriously injured and a few altercations and things like that. Yeah. And then just a few too many big benders that went on for way too many days. Yeah. Um, and you hear that a lot, right? And it's usually with high achievers or high performers yeah, where yeah. they, uh, it's a lot of people who usually start off really, really well. You know, yeah. like they'll start off as a professional athlete yeah. or you know, a CEO or a founder of a company and then mm. they get to a point in their life and something happens and all of a yeah. sudden they use all of the yeah. the energy onto the negative side or the yeah. bad wolf as you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and all of a sudden they lose their company or, yeah, yeah. you know, they get caught up in something and they're in the media. And it's it's super, super common you see with, with high performance. When when did you say, like, now I'm going to go sober? Because I think sobriety is something that you, yeah, you yeah. talk about quite a lot. And, yeah, 100%. Um, it was just after too many, uh, basically like blowing myself up, making a series of stupid decisions. Mm. And then my um, uh, performance, like I run a PT business and a coaching business and a speaking business and all those things really suffered. Yeah. And then you've got your good friends or, or mates around you and your family fucking worried about like, Jesus, like this is not going, and they have to extract you from, you know, your apartment after you've gone on a big bender, yeah. like too many times, or you're not showing up to work, mm. and you're going MIA. Like, um, that that's when I really had to look inward, and then look, I, I was first. I'll stick my hand up and say, look, when you hit, you hit that, and then hit rock bottom, and then you think you're a complete fuck up, and then. Um, in that in that rock bottom space is a beautiful time to rebuild yourself and, and, and really gain some wisdom, like turn those wounds into wisdom. Yeah. And for me, it was being vulnerable to say, hey, I'm not okay. Like rather than this stoke, oh, strong motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 
and then putting my hand up and say, look, I've got a problem with drinking. I've got a problem with this. Yeah. Uh, I then seen a psychologist and they're like my mindset coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've used this psychologist now. Um, it was weekly, bi-weekly, now monthly. He's got me to a stage of monthly. And I've um, been able to manage all those behaviors um, and vices with, 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 with him and having open conversations. Yeah. And now is like sobriety something that you encompass and... Yeah, like, and, and, but I, I, I don't go completely sober. I go with, sober within um, stages, right? I'll have right. challenges. Mm-hmm. And then if I do choose to drink, I don't do it um, in an unsafe environment. What I mean by that is, is like I choose to go away uh, camping with a girlfriend who I like love and adore and I would never want to fuck that up. Yeah. So I, I keep it in the, the, the padded walls there and I also drink with... Um, like family that will look after me. Yeah. I don't want to hang around with people that just want the to see me blow myself up and they're not there for you. I, yeah. I just don't go near those environments. Don't really drink too much in public either. I just drink in safe environments and it's very few but far between. Yeah, that's gold. So if you yeah. were to do it, you're only going to do it with people who don't want to see you fucking yeah. blow the doors off and you know and they will up. pull me up on it like yeah. uh, like you, you've got your minders that will pull you up hey bro don't like you're starting to get really loose your shirt's <laughs> off <laughs> mate, was, you're in the pool yeah mate. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and and they're the people you want around you and also just I've learned how to navigate with my drinking because I drink with such intensity and ferociousness yeah. like I used to just skull drinks and shots Man, fuck, it's like looking at myself in the mirror that's, yeah yeah that's me yeah and I, I could skull 10 drinks and so what i now do is when i go out i'd have like a mid-strength beer mm-hmm. or, or something not as strong in a tall glass and I, I really keep an eye on the first couple of drinks yeah rather than just going in charging and i think uh, i i mean it's hard for people to look at themselves and go, oh, I haven't got a problem with drinking. But even yeah. if they don't go to that extreme, like I know yeah. for myself personally, I don't drink because I enjoy the taste of it. No. Like I, if you said to me, here's a fucking beer or vodka yeah, yeah, yeah. or here's like a nice fresh juice, yeah. you choose the juice every day of the week. 100%. It tastes better, you feel better yeah, yeah, after yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But there's the people, and I think these are the people who have the bad relationship with alcohol like myself, is you drink because you know mm. if you have enough of it, the feeling you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you attach good times yeah, to... Yeah. Dopamine chase. Yeah, have to, having yeah. to drink. Mm. Um, but I know for myself, like going sober, it's like a game changer. Because oh, you start 100%. to channel all that energy into positive things. Like mm. you've got so much more free time because you're not yeah. spending Sundays and Thursday afternoons and fucking whatever other day yeah, you drink, 100%. you know, hungover. Your emotional state is much more yeah. level and clear. Um, and everything just happens so much easier. But I still, mm. I still personally find myself getting dragged there's that, there's that, you know, uh, I don't know, attraction to like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know how, how good you feel without drinking, but yeah. then you, there's always that thing that pulls you back into yeah. wanting to, to have a big blowout. I, I still can't work out what that is. But. It's, it's, it's like a, the, a moth to a flame. We, they, it gets attracted to the light only to burn itself and blow itself up. <laughs> yeah, it's right. true. That's, that's, that's what happens. And then I, when I get into those stages, I just don't put myself at risk. Yeah. And also remind myself like, um, your, your sleep's going to get interrupted. Your performance work's going to be shit. You're going to regret it. Mm. And I start like out, outlaying like the, you know, what's the return on investment of drinking and what's the, the, the cost of drinking. Yeah. And you'll go, oh, wow, there's not really too much to be looking forward to there. So like with, so if you, like, you know, if you're hypothetically speaking now, mm. knowing everything you need to know at what age you are, going mm. back to say 18, coming out, 
yeah. loving to, to, to get on the pierce. Like, yeah. how would you now look back at that and go, okay, well, maybe I could do it this way and, and my life would have turned out differently? Or mm. because there's a lot of people who ask me, like, oh, how do you go sober? Like, you know, Friday nights come around, and all my mates are like, yeah, let's go out. And then Sundays yeah. come and you always feel fucked. And then Monday yeah. comes, you're not yourself. Tuesday comes, you're not yep. yourself. How, how, do they, how do they balance that? Do you think it's like, you know, just, just to go full sober or do you think it's like, like you said, maybe quarter to quarter where you have a blowout once a quarter? Yeah, I'll, 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 look, personally, I like the quarter to quarter yeah. um, thing. And, and um, the way around, like when I used to be a corporate executive and Friday night drinks were a big thing, I used to always um, go to the gym and train that night and then get my high from the the weights or the training. Mm. So getting your fix or your high from other metrics and, and things. Um, and then having the capacity to be around people for the first hour while they're drinking mm. and just on the waters. And then you'll see how they start behaving and then you'll go, I'm out of this. And they, they, they yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you stay sober in an environment where everyone else is pissed, you want to yeah. be there for fucking 20 minutes and yeah. you're bouncing yeah. and, and you then, get tired. And Yeah, exactly. When, when did you make the shift into let's, let's use the energy instead of going out and blowing myself up mm. and to actually making myself better? It was both professionally it, and, and yeah, yeah, you know, it physically. was good question. Um, it was when I was so I was still corporate executive. Um, I was national like banking or something. No, I was um, in recruitment, so I was national account manager, um, agency side, and then yeah. I moved to Salesforce.com, so the world's fastest growing it's software just company. A small CRM company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when when I started as a billion dollar company, yeah. When I left, um, they were fifty billion in revenue. And I was there for five years. I was recruitment director, recruitment manager. So there would have been a lot of recruiting happening. Yeah, when, yeah. When you're I, five X a company. I was I was hiring uh, three people a week. Grew the workforce from I was one ninety seven in Australia to a thousand, and then globally it, it went off gangbusters. Yeah. Um, and and through that through that stage was that when you were starting to get heavy into the fitness? Yeah, and- I was competing on stage. So yeah. like um, I was starting competing in fitness modeling and and that was like my sport or hobby yeah um and when you do a prep for uh one of those shows it's 12 to 16 weeks long um and it's a methodical process that you map out where your nutrition your training your macros your sleep everything's accounted for Mm -hmm. and you just cross it off and it allows no time for drinking in that so what i do is i do these shows and then after the show i'd give myself you know, five days or four days or three days or two days to just blow off some steam and drink. And then I'd set the next goal and then go again. Right. And that, that, that tended to work really well for me. And then from there, you started to get into these fucking extreme challenges where you're like, yeah. six, 16 weeks isn't enough. That's, yeah, yeah, well, that's I, I, I applied the same discipline yeah. of um, um, delayed gratification, of um, following a process, mm-hmm. of... Um, understanding that pain equals progress. Pain is a good thing. We need suffering, we need pain. That's the only way you'll change. That's a Goggin saying, huh? Yeah, and, and the, th- the thing is with that, right, if you look at the pain of your drinking habits, when they get really painful, trust me, you will change because yeah. it becomes too much. Yeah, and usually with the drinking stuff, people lose relationships, people oh, lose yeah. businesses, people lose- So like, you hit rock bottom and you have a look at it though. You yeah. think you're all good and then just bang. Yeah. And you keep going. Yeah. Um, with the uh, with the with the fitness stuff, yes. Obviously, you were you were on stage. That's mm. a that's a very different kind of fitness to then, 
you know, we we're chatting about eight ultras in, yeah. in, in eight days over eight states. 105 miles, which is what, 160, 170Ks? Yeah, 168. I like 169 though. We'll take 169. <laughs> you know, that was New Year's Eve, yeah. 2021, 2022. Yeah, that's correct. Australia Day this year, you did yeah. a uh, Ironman. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> Very different, you know, from yeah. smashing the gym. Yeah. What, did, is it, did you get bored of the other stuff or did you, um, you want a new test for yourself? It, it, it was, there was two things, right? So I wanted a, a new test and I wanted to um, push my limits both mentally and physically and that sort of stuff just excited me. But then I wanted to have um, some purpose behind why I was um, doing these uh, endurance events and stuff. So, you know, with, with being on stage, I'm trying to be the most jacked, ripped, shredded Adonis on there. And then I've, I've won four Australian titles doing that. And I've become a pro and I've competed on the world stage. Yeah. Um, but that's so just... So hit, you hit the pinnacle of that. Yeah, you hit the pinnacle of that. But it's, it's, all, it's all about you. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to give inspiration to others around on their journey in that scene to be their best, both mentally and physically. But then I, I figured out like these extreme challenges, I can have a why behind them. Mm-hmm. So Australia or January 26 was to raise awareness for Aboriginal rights and freedom. And, and that was to tell a story or my way of telling a story. So I did the swim in the, the white budgie smugglers Australian flags, which represented like us coming to Australia. In the, the 180 kilometer ride, I was in all black and I was looping a circle around Centennial Park, which took seven hours. And that's to represent like Aboriginal rights going this constant loop and battle of being in and out, not being recognized, injustices, assimilation, um, just crazy, you know, um, social injustices mm. and, and all that. And then uh, I finished with the marathon on the Bondi Promenade in the Aboriginal flag budgie smugglers. To, 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 <laughs> crazy. Yeah. By yourself as well, right? Yeah. Like I think yeah. you had some couple of people join you, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a solo solo gig. Yeah. Um, I did have my girlfriend join me for the bike ride. Yeah, and I did have um, Jimmy Smith join me for the bike ride. And I the seen run. that. And he, yeah, his bike broke or something. He's a he's a big unit, right? Like a big like footy player, strong lad. Probably about like 110 or 115 kilos, dripping wet at the time thinks it's a great idea to use an electric bike to keep up with me um, and wear no helmet. We get to Centennial Park, electric bike motor fails. So he's now got a 70 kilo bike. With no motor. With no motor that he's got to trug around Centennial Park. And he's just doing For it. For 180 k's. Yeah, he's just doing it in budgie smugglers. Also has no helmet on. So the cops pull him over. He then runs to Kmart and gets a pink children's helmet. <laughs> Dora the Explorer special. Yeah, yeah, gets a Dora Explorer helmet, finishes it, and then puts uh, 10 clicks down on the, on the promenade with me on the, on the run. So, and then what about the 105 mile New Year's Eve? Like, again, yeah. extreme. Most, yeah. most people New Year's Eve are spending it with family and friends, <laughs> blowing the doors off, you're like, yeah. let's do 170, 170 Ks yeah. on the legs. That, that one came about because I'd always wanted to run 105 miles or 100 miles. After hearing Goggins' story where he craps his pants and pees himself, like- Almost I, dies. Almost dies. That 
That actually excites me, and I know that's a it's a weird thing <laughs> to be. Think it's twisted. I think it's they think it's twisted, crazy, sadistic, whatever it is. Yeah. I actually go fuck. That's fucking cool, and I want to kind of experience something close to that. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, look, I'm trained up. I'm down at the entrance. Were you fit though? Like, obviously, the fitness that you use for weights is, is a different fitness, right? Yeah. Like being. I, I was just I was just doing um f- I was doing four forty and I was doing Murph yeah um and I was just I was doing some punchy runs I wasn't doing any long runs per se um but yeah I just just decided to sack up grab an esky um put on the pink pretty similar to these shorts very delicious and fast pink shorts on the speed dealers uh, a set of vapor flies and then I just grabbed a whole heap of like supplies and dropped the esky down on the uh, Tugra Lake or Lake Entrance and it's 11 clicks one way and back and mm-hmm. started to run a fair few loops of that while everyone was celebrating New Year's. And it's so, busy at the entrance at New Year's too. So busy. So people are on the piss, they're letting off fireworks, they're all off their head, they're filming me going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I get a few like the surprise looks going through the bike path the first couple of times. Yeah. They've then realised I haven't stopped for the last like four or five hours. Um, it hits midnight, people still partying, I'm like, what the fuck? Thought they were seeing things, like, thought they were seeing things. Good. Yeah. yeah, they thought they literally thought they were the drugs had kicked in and the pingers and they're seeing things. But they kept seeing me and I kept running around and then my mind got pretty twisted around like one twenty in the fireworks, people still leaving off fireworks. And then I just pretended I was at war and I was running towards battle and I was having all these like Weird conversations with myself. 120 Ks as well, folks. Yeah. Not 120 minutes, 120 Ks in. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> crazy. had no support, had no music. Um, and then I got to about 142 um, by the like eight o'clock, or well, the sun had come up, uh, and I still had about a 24. Eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so I'd run all night. Wow. What yeah. time did you start? Uh, 6 p.m. at night. So you've been running for fucking 14 hours at this stage. Yeah, yeah, I've been running. And, and this is where like the body start, like the hips start to jam up. Um, you're not really running. You've got like a weird sort of shuffle. Um, and, and your body's just locking up. And so what I was doing was just like throwing my head into the esky, smacking heaps of like, you know, sweets, chocolates, caffeine just to get it rolling again. And then somehow fought through that. And, um, and how many hours did it end up taking you? It's about 17 or 16 and a bit, which is a pretty decent time. Just did it at about six minute pace, which is pretty good. Which is still quick. People yeah. run 10Ks at six minute pace. Yeah, 555s is what I ended up. Um, and then, yeah, d- then bowled in New Year's Day at about 11 o'clock. And my parents were like, you're fucking mad. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> get to bed. Here's some Panadol. We'll get you some pizza. How long did you sleep for? Um, this is the thing when you do these very extreme events, people think like, I, I personally can't sleep after because for one, the pain going through the body is yeah. like a 10, like your whole body is just fucking screaming. Everything just hurts. Like when you try and roll over on your bed, it just, just like jolts you. And then you've got this extreme amount of adrenaline in your system, mm. which takes ages to get away. 170 big yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that, that, so that was my way of celebrating. 
or telling the story or the transcendence or the rebirth of um, the year before, which was 2021, which at stages nearly broke me with the um, alcohol and, and, and stuff, so. Yeah, right, so at the end of 2021, that was you saying like, this is where I'm gonna put the stake in the ground. And yeah, this is a rebirth. Put all this shit behind yeah, me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a snake, I've just shed my skin. I'm having a rebirth here. This is Absaka 3.0, let's go. It's <laughs> ready to go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I attacked it, I attacked that this year like with fucking big goals list, like a whiteboard in my apartment and I've just been getting a red marker and crossing them off. So it's, it's looking like a strong year. What's 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 upcoming in the uh, the challenge department? Can you share any light? Yeah, we've got a few things coming up. Um, in Savage September or September, we're gonna do uh, a Murphy. Savage September. I rename every month. Yeah. So May's called Machine May. Yeah, we yeah. call it McGregor May here. Yeah, oh, that's good, I like that one. Uh, and then April was Attack April. And then, you know, Juggernaut June. Yeah, Juicy July. Yeah. What, what, so what's in, what's in September? Um, we're doing a Murph every single day for 29 days. What's a Murph? Um, so you've got to, with a weight vest on, you've got to run 1.6 kilometers. Mm -hmm. You could do 100 chins, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and run 1.6 kilometers. You do that every day, 5 a.m. at the outdoor gym. Yeah. Um, for anyone that wants to come along, it's free, it's on me, baby, and I'm gonna be playing some delicious tunes. So I'd like to see that. But then on the, the 30th of Savage September, so day 30, I'm gonna do a marathon Murph. I'm gonna run a marathon, do a thousand chins, 2,000 push-ups, 3,000 air squats. <laughs> it's never been done before, so that'll be exciting. 1,000 chin-ups, bro, I yeah. struggle to do five. I'll do a set of five. <laughs> That's all right. If you, if shirt, you, shirt off in one way. You, know? you do, yeah. Just do five every minute for, you know, a couple of hours. And you get there. Yeah, break it down into small attainable goals. Is, um, I noticed you, you said David Goggins, has he been like a big big driver for you, a big inspiration since his name started to become more uh, mainstream? Yeah, yeah. I, I like when he released his, I first watched his first interview, um, like, like when, um, Jesse Isla, yeah, yeah, yeah. He released like Living with a Navy Seal, and that was Goggins, and nobody knew who he was. And then he released his name, um, and then he popped up on Impact Theory with mm -hmm. Tom Billu, um, which I, I watched from day one. And then I just, just fell into the the David Goggins like you can't hurt me mantra. And I've done his four by four challenge where you run the four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. Yeah. And I loved it, and I just love everything he represents. He's real, he's vulnerable, he's raw. He's not for everyone, but like, yeah, as he would say, like, he gives a fuck what other people think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you um, What do you do for discipline? Because I think that's the biggest thing people struggle with, mm. right? Like, I think people love the idea of going sober, getting fucking healthy, getting up at you know five a.m. Structure, routine is everything. People, that's what people struggle with the most, right? Like, mine's mine's simple, right? I've got a black book at home. I've had for the last five years, and I did the same thing at Salesforce. Today is mapped out every single hour. So I wake up at 4.30, I make my bed and I cross it off with a pen. I make my bed, I play something, music, uh, positive stuff from my apartment. I then jump up and down in front of the mirror. I then write down what am I grateful for, what would make today great and a daily mantra. I then jump into the shower, have a cold shower, cross that off. With your cold showers, just on mm. that, I have cold showers too, mm. but I don't start at like fucking football cold. I, I used to start at cold. And I was like, I don't need to be doing this shit. So I started warm, wash myself, and then I'd go to cold. <laughs> then you turn it to cold slowly. Yeah, and I'm like all about numbers. So I either finish it at 111 
or 444 or 333 with the time on the Garmin. Yeah, right. So after the cold shower, what's after that? Um, I, I, after that, I, I meditate with the Karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll, I'll have anywhere from three to six glasses of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll pat the cat and I'll do a post to Instagram every day about a quote. Mm-hmm. And then I'll leave for work. And just rock and roll for the yeah, day. Yeah, and I do that every day and everything's like crossed off. So what happens is you wake up in the morning, the discipline is you, you start stacking wins. So you build up this positive reinforcement of you crossing off like a domino effect, win, 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 win. And then when you, you come to the day, you've got momentum. So whatever the world or, or universe or life throws at you, you fucking already got like a head of steam. So you're like, you can handle anything. Yeah, and when yeah. you do get um, thrown some adversity or some challenges, you're well equipped, like you're calm, you're measured. Okay, I can fucking get around this. The obstacle is the way. Yeah, yeah. love that. Ryan Halliday, huh? Yeah. With, uh, what about nights? you do anything in the nights? Before 100%, you up yeah. So sleep is the most underrated tool available to us. I used to be uh, Terry Toughnuts or Johnny Rambo and a hero. And I, I only need four hours sleep mm. or I need minimal sleep or I don't need sleep. Quickly to realize that whenever I hadn't had sleep, I wasn't at my best self. I was just running in the fight or flight system. So I make a point of getting between seven to nine hours sleep, got the same sleep routine. So before I go to bed, it's no iPhone uh, now before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a hot shower and a cold shower. So basically it gets your peripherals really warm. I then uh, make my apartment to 21 degrees. So it's cold. I then do a meditation uh, at night and then I tuck myself in and- What time's bed usually, 8.30ish? Last night was 8.30, yeah. Tonight would be nine. I'm gonna get up for Murph at 4 a.m. It's juicy, huh? Yeah, it's good. Um, what were you like when you were you were 18, just before we wrap up? Like, have no, you been so, like that for a uh, while or has this just been a recent thing you've Nice, started? cause when I was uh, 18 to 25, I battled mental health stuff and depression was a really um, hard thing for me. And when I was depressed, I fucking wouldn't wake. I'd always hit the snooze button. So I never hit the snooze button. Cause, and I was always back against the wall. Mm-hmm. I was always waking up late. I was always staying up at night. Uh, I had no routine and my sleep was just, just shit all over the shop. So I wasn't doing it. So then I figured out, okay, if all those behaviors and habits lead to a depressed life, start doing the opposite. Mm. Don't hit the snooze button. Wake up early, go to bed early, eat healthy, train like, Anything I did when I was depressed, I just did the opposite for it. And that, but from 18 to 25, there was, I was very trophy with mental health. Yeah, right. And then you feel like when you change the, the habits and the disciplines of things, yeah. that, that changed the... Changed my whole trajectory. The thought. And another thing is, and I noticed it with myself, when you start to reinforce negative behaviors, so like you said, you're fucking, oh, darn, I can't be really getting up this morning. Yeah, yeah, you hit the snooze button. It, yeah. it ruins you. Yeah, and then, and then it, you know, subconsciously tells yourself that it's all right to do that shit, you know? And yeah, or you go, I'm a piece of shit, I can't go to bed. I start beating myself up. Yeah. And then I hit the snooze button again, and then before you know it, it's fucking nine o'clock, and you've hit it 10 times. Yeah. And you miss your three, three, three meetings, you haven't exercised, and now you're getting fucking shit food on the way out, like you, and you're behind the eight ball. You're already on the back door. And life's yeah. just gonna beat the shit out of you that day. 100%, I think that's one of the biggest things, is like the more negative 
behavior you reinforce of being okay mm. is like, yeah, fuck, that's all right, I'll do that. Or, you know, I'll say that to someone that I'm going to do it and then I don't do it. You, you just keep reinforcing that it's okay to not stick to your word. You find with a lot of people, right? Like, it happens yeah. at the start of the year. I'm it's like, sure. January, we're going to fucking lose yeah, weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they don't do it and they're like, oh, it's okay. So it's all right to say things and not do it. You know, mm. where if you're a person of your word, where you, you say you're going to do something and then you actually do it, you reinforce yeah. the behavior of consistently sticking to what you're you say you're going to do. Discipline is the highest form of self-love available to us. That's gold. Yeah, it yeah. is. When you say you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, and you're showing yourself self-love. If you go back on your word and personal integrity, it's, it's, it's not good. You want to be disciplined to show self-love. And then more disciplined you are, it sounds cliche, as Jocko says, you get more freedom. And people don't actually understand, oh, if I'm disciplined, I've got no freedom. It's the other way around. Because when you're disciplined, you can... Um, allocate times to, to doing things that make you happy and joyful and bring you, you know, great memories. And you can, you have them in buckets because you deserve that. You've done all the right things. There's nothing that feels so good as like a well-deserved holiday or rest mm. after you've followed the process and you've been disciplined. With, uh, with that in mind, ending and wrapping up, other than yourself, mm. add, at Abstacker on, uh, on Insta, there's some mm. juicy stuff on there all the time. Oh, yeah. Who else, who else can people, you know, follow as, and take things from that, like from your perspective, that is going to make them better, is going to keep them on the path? Yeah, so I'd say, um, I'd say David Goggins. I'd say Tom Bilyeu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say Joe Rogan. He interviews like an array of really great people. Um, Mel Robbins and then Jay Shetty. Gold. Yeah. A lot of people ask that question. It's like, oh, what podcast are you going to listen to? What books yeah, can I so, read? Yeah, so like, I really like Impact Theory. I like Joe Rogan's yeah. podcast. Um, yeah, they're, they're the, the ones that really... And Ed Milet's another great he's guy. Good. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's really good. good. And Andy Fasilla, but they're very like alpha also, so you want to have a bit of like humility in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously when you listen to that shit, you've actually got to implement it, right? It's very easy to get pumped up for a day and listen to a Goggins podcast or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, inspiration lasts two minutes, but it's like you said, it's the discipline that actually... Oh, inspiration will just get you going. Like, discipline will, will keep you locked in. Uh, and ne- never leave the site or never leave... When you're pumped up, you have to act. If you, if you waste that opportunity, the dopamine system doesn't like that. You have to act when you're pumped up. Yeah. Mate, what do you want to wrap up on? What's, what's some gold you can leave for us? What's some gold diggers? <laughs> gold digger juice? Um, the, 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 I think the, the gold digger juice right now is um, be kind to yourself, be disciplined, set yourself um, a ridiculously hard goal or challenge that's going to push you um, well outside your comfort zone because that's where growth takes place mm-hmm. and do something that you want to do, not something that your parents, your family, um, your work colleagues or your girlfriend or your boyfriend wants you to do or your husband or your wife do something you fucking want to do do something hard that really will get you out of bed in the morning and go down write that shit down tell people put it up on the wall and fucking let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> right, let's go Good thank job. you thank you brother